Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 383. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we get ready for Thanksgiving. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and I don't know if anyone else had this feeling, but I just feel like one day I was wearing a tank top, and then the next day I woke up and the leaves were falling and Christmas music was on, and I uh, clearly don't understand the passage of time, and this year felt so like intensely that way. But we won't talk about my inability to understand time. Instead, we will talk about a new craze called Delulu. We'll explain what that is. We'll also talk about grocery chains that are getting rid of self-checkout. We'll pour one out for Tim Scott's presidential campaign and how Congress is actually averting a shutdown. What? And finally, we'll look at the newest social media platform. Uh, That's all the craze, or maybe it's all the craze, or it's like somewhat you know, pseudo craze worthy. We'll get into it. And we're going to get into it with the most amazing panel, folks. Um, First up, we you've heard him on the show before. He's so great and he can't stop doing um, solo shows around the country. He's just a prolific performer and writer. um, And he has a show right now at the Conley Theater in New York City. It is called Solo, a show about friendship. And he is the one and only Gabe Malika. Hey, Gabe. Hey, it's nice to see you. How's it going? Oh my God, I'm so excited about your about your show. Um, we also have joining up with us 
Christ. Now, this man is a legend in the fake The Nation universe. Um, <laughs> he is a comedian who I've had the pleasure of seeing kill um, just in front of every type of audience. He just is um, a charmer and uh, a, 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 a joker and a midnight toker. And he is, <laughs> um, I don't actually know if that last one's true, but you know, and he's um, hes just, a, a, I don't know, one, one of the, truly one of the legends and just one of my faves. He's Keep also it going. Keep it going. Yes. 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 Bigger. <laughs> He's yes, also more, host more. of the Sirius XM show Tell Me Everything. <laughs> and uh, by the way, the length of these intros gets longer and longer the more I know the longer I've known the person. I okay. See. So this okay. is just we're just covering like year eight right now. And then we still have to get to like year twelve. Um <laughs> he also has a podcast um on in the on the internet called the John Fugelsang podcast because his name is John Fugelsang. Oh <laughs> thank you, Nagin. Yes, I, I I've known you since we were both childless and happy and and, and, and well rested. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, did your did your fall clothes enjoy the twelve days they get to come out this year because my fall clothes really love those 12 days every that's every what fall. i'm saying right did we just go from summer to winter because i yes. just feel like i didn't my cute light jackets didn't have a chance to shine yes spring um, spring is 18 days uh in may and then it's some winter to summer so yeah it's you, you that that's that's how it is. Fall is this very brief thing that we get in between. Oh my God, it's too hot, and oh my God, it's too cold. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and before we get into it, um, I want to remind listeners that you can support the show by going to Patreon.com/slash/NagineFarsad. We do bonus episodes of the show, which are just like where we really let our hair down, where we really, where we just we all do lines of blow and then we mm -hmm. talk um and that's the kind of flavor the spice of the bonuses and if you want bonus episodes of the show you can go to patreon.com slash nagin farsat and for as little as four dollars um a month you will get those bonus episodes and that's just like one of your fancy herbal teas from the coffee shop around the corner um just one of those in a full month, we'll get you bonus episodes. So don't uh, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. And now let's get into it with topic number one. We're going to amuse our bouches with some dumb stuff. And first on the list, the the dumbness really fits. Um, there's a new craze uh, taking over the sosh. It's called going delulu. And the idea is to set unrealistic expectations for yourself and earnestly believe you will have a chance to achieve them. Um, have either of you seen this trend, and what do you think of it? Uh, well, I'm. I'm. Listen, I. I'd like to be big on the Delulu craze, but I have Delulus <laughs> of Grandu. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm now going to call all my magic mushrooms uh, Halulus, and Donald Trump claims there is no Kalulu with Russia. Uh, you know, I, 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 I as you know, um, I get most of my style and behavioral techniques from whatever K-pop was doing last week. That's really the go-to source for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's, a, we, that's I've known that about you for a very, very yeah, long time. Yeah, it's why I travel with five other guys that look and dress like me and we we dance in unison. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have this thing where it goes from a, a fad uh, and then a trend 
and then it becomes a trope,、mm-hmm. and then it becomes passe,、Ooh. and then it gets vomited back and resold to us as nostalgia. I would say Delulu is just going from the fad to the trend phase, and hopefully it'll be around long enough for all of us to get tired of it soon. It feels like. Now、uh, I I, I want to say you know how like the, they say like if the New York Times is talking about it it's already over. Yes. <laughs>、um, I also have a feeling that about if the fake if fake the nation is talking about it it's already over. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like n- not because I'm so behind the times, but because I feel like listeners hear a thing and they're like that sounds dumb and、mm-hmm. we're not. Gonna allow it, and then、yes. it just, and then, and then the listeners sort of like have tentacles into the world. It seeps, and then that's the power of fake the nation.、Um, that's my Delulu. <laughs> is that fake the nation has that kind of power? Gabe, what do you think? So I was reading about this because I didn't know about it because I'm 31 and not 21,、mm-hmm. and I was. It, the thing that it feels like a repackaged version of like that manifesting kind of、yeah. thing, or like、mm-hmm. the mood board kind、Oprah. of stuff, and、Oprah. so I'm like, I, yeah, I, yes, I didn't know how impactful Oprah was in my life because I'll say that casually, I'm like, oh yeah, I manifested this. I was trying to go for this, and to realize that you're just quoting Oprah from when you were six is like, terrifying yeah, I to also me. <laughs> didn't, I also didn't know that that was Oprah. Um, I、yeah. like only learned yesterday that that was Oprah. Mood boards are also Oprah, or mood. Boards and manifesting the same situation. No, I I, I kind of glom those all together. Okay, got you. Okay. Oh no, what was the other board from the from the secret the 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 wish board or the secret vision? vision. Well, my it, did- yeah, because I was ready ready for this, and my vision board fell on my god box, so I'm really out of sorts <laughs> today. <laughs> Um, so I think I mean so this isn't new. It's just positive thinking.、Um, interestingly, did you feel like generationally, if we're talking to talking about the kind of like K-pop, like twenty to twenty-nine year olds or whatever,、um, did they need any more Delulu? I I, I felt like they were Deluluing. Plenty or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like growing up during a Trump presidency into a COVID pandemic, like these kids need to use their imaginations because、oh, we just like rob them、yeah. of childhood. <laughs> I'm、oh, like, they're just、so、going、true. nuts. Like, let them live. You know? Oh, that's、yeah. true. No, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, I, was, I, I taught in、mm-hmm. high school during that, and. I kept being like, "Oh, the eighth graders have it worse because they woke up in tenth grade, and then it's like, 'Oh no, the kindergartners woke up in fourth grade. That's a nightmare.' <laughs> like that is a nightmare.、Kids. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you go saying you had a kid in the in one of these age groups. Oh yeah, the real victims were the parents. I'll tell you, it all it all began when <laughs> they closed down the schools. They closed down the schools on、uh, March thirteenth, and they said the schools will reopen on four twenty. And then 420 came around, and they said the schools will be closed for the rest of the year, and that's how every day became 420 for the parents <laughs> of public school children.、Um, um, okay, folks, let me know: Are you going to Lulu? And 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 there's it's funny because it's dumb. It's dumb that it's even that there's even a name. It's just positive thinking. It's just the thing that what we've all been doing. Yeah,、um, manifesting. I mean, once upon a time, someone said, "Follow your bliss" to a young Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, these things go both ways. <laughs> I just want to point that out. But I also the, the other thing that I would like to add to like going to Lulu, if you want to just like go go to Lulu with some practicality to it, is go to Lulu and just I guess like have a plan and like work really hard towards the the goal. 
Like, I don't think oh. just talking about it is enough. I'm just going to go out on a limb and just say, just openly talking about it like it's going to happen is not enough. You do need work product to bolster it. If, in case there was any confusion in the going Delulu verse about <laughs> how um, Delulus are achieved in real life, uh, that's, ah. um, you need the work part needs to happen as well. Now, so you're saying that's, that's, you're saying that's your conclulu at the end of all this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> John Fugel saying, ladies and gentlemen, let us Thank dip you. into another um, situation from culture, which is that the grocery chain booths, it's a Northern England uh, chain of grocery stores, they're ditching the self-checkout. Apparently, Walmart in the United States is also losing them at some of its stores, like some considerable percentage of stores, and they're going to kind of test and see how that goes. I mean, the funny thing is, like, to see how that goes is the history of Walmart, because they didn't have them up until, you know, whenever that was recently. Uh, so I guess my question for both of you, Gabe, is like, what's your relationship with the self-checkout from the onset? And what do you think of of um, of a chain ditching it? And maybe they're a growing trend of chains ditching it. So at first I'm like against it, obviously, because I'm like, oh, we should employ more people and pay them mm. to like do a job like we can't have robots do everything. And then I started to like join the workforce and like be tired all the time. And now I just want to like wear my AirPods and scan out and not have to talk to anybody. So like as an individual, I think it's fine. But um, getting rid of them for more employees, I'm like, I'm like all for. But there should be one line for 31 year olds who are listening to the Smiths or whatever, so like me <laughs> or like the Mountain Goats. Like, oh, you're listening to the Mountain Goats by yourself? Like self That's your line. You. Yeah, yeah. Aisle three. <laughs> Um, Fugel saying, what do you think? Look, I'm a big fan of self-checkout. I think any way that you can get me uh, a shopper, a customer to do the store's job while <laughs> depriving a living wage to workers who need it and avoiding all human contact for no apparent decrease in price, sign me up. <laughs> Sounds great. What a time to be alive. You mean I put someone out of a job and I've got to go through all this added inconvenience and oh, I didn't bring my own bag. I got to pay five cents for one. And, and how does the coupon work? And shrinkflation. And, and they have not lowered the price at all. So, right, right. you know, I, I think in the case of this store Booths in, in England, it's a smaller grocery chain. I would bet they have a lot of elderly customers. Um, I would say elderly customers, if you are a shoplifter, you're in the golden age of being able to do it and claim confusion and get away with it. So, you know, again, don't just view it as you're being free labor and the prices keep going up without your work slowing down. Uh, this is a great way for you to pocket as many grocery items as possible <laughs> and then right. feign, confu feign confusion over an app on a machine and they'll let you go just to get rid of you seniors. This is your great chance to build up your shoplifting resume. Yes, you become the budding criminal you've always wanted to be. I love that for the seniors in uh, Northern England um, before they ditch the self-checkout. Uh, I So my personal relationship with is like I've always found it annoying because here's the thing. So there's a supermarket near me that installed them, a Key Foods, if you will. Um, and they, it's, there's never not a problem. It's a person yeah. always has to come and be like, oh, it's not like that's, not the code for the onions or whatever, you yeah. know? It's like- I, Oh no, you like, didn't enter the organic onions. You did the regular onions exactly. covered in pesticide. It's a totally different code. We got to start your order again. Exactly. It's truly every single 
time. So I will go to a human being if at all possible because I just can't do it anymore. Like I cannot wait. It actually takes longer to wait for the person to come because this machine does not want to recognize me and my personhood. <laughs> um, and so I feel like for that reason alone, I have no interest in self-checkout. And then the other thing is I would say, I would say, and I, I think I'm trying to summon the facts here and I will not be able to. But I think at, at some point in New Jersey, you could pump your own gas. Yes. And then as an right, and then as an employment measure, they made it so that ev- you cannot pump your own gas in the state of New Jersey. Someone has to pump it for you. And I think it was a workforce development measure. I, again, like Come at me, um, policy wonks from the New Jersey area who are familiar with the regulations that were passed, I don't know, 30 years ago. I don't know when it, this happened. But point is, I've always loved that little rule because it does mean, I think, I hope that it does mean more employment. Um, and and I think, Gabe, you're right. Like, let's get these jobs back. Like, what is the point? What is the it, it, I think the Mart. I'm not concerned about the CEO of Booths and the shareholders of Booths. I'm just like not that concerned for them. I think they're going to be okay. Um, and again, yeah, there's a, the margins didn't change for us. Correct. Uh, when the self checkouts came, which is wrong. It's wrong. So I don't know. I'm I I say for those reasons, ditch it. And I've just never enjoyed doing it by myself. I've just never I've ne- I've never it's never been a thing for me. They should be aiming to be Trader Joe's and just be nice. They're like, could you just imagine training people to like be nice to you? It would be a lot easier. Yeah. No, (laughs) totally. You know, like, and then there's places where everyone's really nice. They have, like, much um, lower uh, employment turnover, like Wegmans and stuff like that. Um, They have, Mm -hmm. like, they're, I think, consistently regarded as, like, one of the best places to work um, because niceness is a a part of it. Now, that said, Wegmans, there's a new Wegmans in New York City, and I'll tell you what, they've got a lot of self-checkouts. But they also do have a considerable number of human beings that also are there. And everyone does seem to be nice. So I don't know. Let's see how that works out. But mm. I guess my my note to every soup grocery store and Target and whatever is get rid of the self-checkout. Sucks. I mean, it's a great it's a great sentiment to have. When we talk about what killed the middle class in this country, there's three big culprits. It's deindustrialization, outsourcing, mm-hmm. and automation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they found a great system to have customers be free labor. But again, the prices keep going up and it gives more lie to this whole term inflation that we've had to have because the media doesn't like saying corporate greed. So we say inflation. I, I always bring it back to the guy, the billionaire who does Arizona iced tea. When the whole pandemic began and the inflation began, the guy who runs Arizona iced tea refused to raise the cost of his product. They kept Arizona at 99 cents a sugar-laden can. And uh, guess what? He still made tons of money in the pandemic, and he proved you don't have to jack up prices to still make a killing. And so, you know, we we can't even acknowledge that inflation is man-made and preventable, and we're too afraid to use the term corporate greed. So I'm not really surprised that, you know, we're seeing this automation pop up everywhere to put more people out of work and again, you're right, Nagin, the technology is confusing, especially confusing for older folks, but this is how it's going to be. They're going to try to make the machines less confusing, but at some point, 
This is going to lead to the universal basic income conversation, which is a fun thing to do when you're standing online at Kroger for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, all right, let me know. What do you think? What's your position on the self-checkout? I'm so curious to hear about it. And now uh, let's take a quick break to learn about our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll get into the political hodgepodge. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And we are back and we're ready for topic number two. So Tim Scott has ended his campaign before it never started. His performance of the last GOP debate was a little meh and he was clearly getting clobbered not only by Trump, but by Nikki Haley, who was also from South Carolina. John, like, why didn't his campaign work? Was it was it supposed to? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of hope that he was sort of like, no, there wasn't the, like, no, no, he's awful. He's I, been awful this entire. Wasn't. No, listen, I, look, I think it's great that South Carolina has these two swinging bachelors for senators. But if Lindsey Graham and Tim <laughs> Scott are the best choices South Carolina has for Senate, <laughs> then the wrong states are legalizing weed. Tim Scott has kept his career surrounded by white people who think the Confederate flag is just dandy, and he's kept his career by smiling for them all. How many times can you name 
in, in, in the last two decades that Tim Scott did a brave thing to fight racism that upset racists. Nothing. Tim Scott has got an entire career making the worst people in our society feel better about themselves because he'll show up on stage with them for personal gain. I, I've said for a long time that he was probably the front runner to be a running mate to either Trump or DeSantis. He makes a lot of sense as a running mate. But I mean, after this terrible performance, multiple performances in these debates, um, you, you know, this is a guy who said America wasn't a racist country after January 6th. Like rioters with Confederate flags serving a president who claimed the first black president wasn't really an American. Rioters trying to throw out ballots of mainly urban voters in Pennsylvania and Arizona. And Tim Scott stood in the Capitol built by slaves and said, America's not a racist country. Uh, we can see why his presence on that stage was useful to the other candidates. And we can see why the votes in that party were never going to be there for him. I'm, I mean, uh, here, here. I. Uh, what do you think? Oh, but the girlfriend's uh, hot. The girlfriend's hot. Really happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, what do you think of the girlfriend? Just kidding. The gr the fact that like conserve like he he needs to serve this constituent base right that like traditional values and like you need to have a wife and three kids or whatever and he just like doesn't fit that and has to force it is one like very funny that he has to be like look i'm a human and two i think like all these debates are a sham because the gop just loves trump and like they don't care about anybody else and like they're all just running it's like who's gonna win the silver medal or it's like none of it doesn't matter because the polls are in and they love Trump and all these guys pretending like they're so delusional. They think like there is this like moderate, like reasonable Republican that like votes in yeah. mass and they don't exist because they love Trump. A That's lot. it. I mean, that the second the last debate was hilarious. You know, they're they're all 50 points behind the front runner, all of them. <laughs> yeah. And they've all said they think the front runner would do a good job again if he was elected. It should be me, but I'll vote for him. He'd be the nominee. So if you think the guy 50 points ahead of you would do a good job and he's 50 points ahead of you, why are you still running at this point in this race? The promos for the debate were hilarious. Only one can be a distant <laughs> second. <laughs> No, and, and I'll, I'll okay. I'm not trying to be like a Tim Scott defender or anything, but I'll say a couple of things in his favor. Please, which is Please do. that he was like taking a more putting all of his what he has swallowed beside, right? Like you're absolutely right. He has, you know, he's all that he said about January 6th, um, all, you know, the people who he stood by who are obviously racist, like just all that stuff. Let's set that aside for a quick second. His demeanor, which counts for something since the Trump era, has been less, you know, um, taunting and crude and miserable and insufferable. Like, I think in just in terms of just like being a relatively pleasant person, which I didn't realize like needed to be a presidential quality, like definitely needs to be a presidential quality in my book. And he sort of like has that in some to some degree. And then I'll also say I think he tried to do something around um, criminal justice reform um, during the Trump presidency, maybe. Mm. Not really. And it didn't what it didn't work. Not really. Not really. Okay, but but there was like a minute where he was maybe trying to like actually do something. But again, I'm not I, I don't have very much to say about him that's that nice, but I will say in terms of like 
being the like nice man alternative like he i did he did sort of seem to me to to kind of be that way you know when i um, i think when, i think you're right when tim scott goes on a debate and lies about women having abortions up until the day of birth and spreads the lie that women are having abortions <laughs> the day they're scheduled to give birth he does it with such a much more pleasing demeanor than donald trump when it's donald just trump so spreads nicer. that same lie it's yeah. just so much nicer and I would like my shit to be fed to me in just like a nicer package. Finally, someone's um, talking about the plague of recreational late-term abortions, which are plagued, plaguing our nation. <laughs> so many women carry a baby for nine months and then say, you know what? I, I want to do Molly tonight. No, Let's get rid of this. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, well, I, I wanted to also point out something to you guys. It's, just, it's like a, a, a stat I heard recently, which is that 20% of the black vote is now going to Trump in these like Siena College, New York Times poll that, that came out last week and everybody was like up in arms about it. Um, I think it was maybe 22% of the black vote if the election were held today. Yeah. Um, now, if the, if, so it would go to Trump, but if the candidate was Nikki Haley, then it goes back to it not being, it not going to the GOP. So so the black vote in this particular instance, those for those 22% is not about you know, it's not about the GOP being attractive to them. It is literally just about Trump being attractive to these 22%. Um, It doesn't carry for the rest of the candidates. And I just thought that was, um, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know, John, what'd you think? I mean, I think Democrats should be horrified. They now have only four out of five black voters on their side. Um, But we have to remember about the New York Times Siena College poll, Nagin. And again, I'm still Mm -hmm. using a broom to try to pry David Axelrod off the ceiling after this. Um, It's not really a random sampling of America polling, okay? It's a poll of Americans, two kinds. One, Americans who answer their landline phones. Okay, that's the broad cross-section, Americans who answer their landline phones. And it's also a poll of Americans who answer their cell phone when they don't know who the caller is. That's right. what this poll was of. So, uh, I, so the three of us were not polled. I, I, I imagine. Correct, Amundo. And it, again, this was the poll that had Biden trailing Trump in five of the six swing states, and it showed that no one's mind was changed whatsoever by Donald Trump's ninety-one criminal charges. But when they put the question, and it, the Times buried this in the middle of it. But if they asked them if Donald Trump was convicted of one of these ninety-nine char- ninety-one charges, would you still support him? It's a six-point spread back to Biden. Biden is then the winner in every swing state if Trump is convicted of only one of these. These polls are designed to freak us out, and that's a good thing. We don't need complacency after a good election week. Uh, It's great for the New York Times to be able to say, Joe Biden justified the odds in the third election in a row, and here's why it's bad for him. Again, light a fire under these people. Get them scared now. But really, I, I... I don't think anyone's voting for Joe Biden again. I don't think anyone voted for Joe Biden last time. They're voting against Trumpism. And in 2024, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Americans are going to go to the poll and, and the choice is not going to be Biden or Trump for president. When you vote next year, the choice is going to be Trump for president or Trump for prison. That's the choice that's on the ballot. Gabe, uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, so the I think the polling stuff is really interesting, John. I think context for polling is very important. I will say when Trump ran in 2020, he did get more votes from minorities. Like in every group, more minorities voted for him in every category. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, did Trump become less racist as president? No. So why did he get more minority votes? That's a peculiar thing, right? 
And so for me, it was like, oh, he must have been at least convinced some people that he was doing, he was improving their material conditions. And so for me, it's like, oh, maybe they don't care about the culture war stuff. Maybe if we can at least improve people's material conditions and two, convince them that we're doing that. Uh, that's how Democrats win elections, in my opinion. Mm -hmm, so it's like, mm -hmm. oh, we're just spending a lot of money on uh, bombs and war right now all over the world. I would love some health care. I yeah. would love some student debt relief. Like if you can improve our material conditions, I think that's how you win. I think this idea, um, like a lot of people who work for Biden are for a ceasefire. A lot of people who work for Biden are for student debt relief. And if you can do that stuff, one and two, convince us that you've done it well. I think you can win a lot easier than like engaging in the culture war stuff. You know, it's so it's so frustrating to me because one of the things like, you know, Biden was handed like a terrible set of circumstances and a pandemic that he had to like wrap up. You know what I mean? He had to like get out uh, the the vaccines. He had to like oversee um, uh, how all of that was going to go down. And then he also had to like um, pass bills like, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act. And there's a lot of things that I feel like that are have improved our material well-being, like the Inflation Reduction Act, I believe, will um, and has started to. But I but it's sort of hard to make the case because people don't engage with a lot of these kind of like big ticket items that were in those bills, like the CHIPS Act that's going to bring this like these like factory workers into the United States to build chips or whatever. Like that's the kind of thing that's a little down the line. It's a little harder to feel right now. Everyone's so focused on the price at the grocery sure. store. Like and, infrastructure. Yeah. Infrastructure, all that stuff. Like if these things, it's like in five years, people will be like, oh, those are these things are great. And then the wrong person will sort of get credit for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that, I think, is a little frustrating. And I think it's like there's an olive oil shortage right now. I don't know if you guys have heard it so dumb. But anyways, there's an olive oil shortage. And it's like this, like, will this sort of will somehow reflect on Biden, even though an olive oil shortage is such a ridiculous thing to pin on a president. I, I, I imagine there are conversations around the kitchen table doing exactly that um and so but you're right gabe it's a it's it's not only a matter of like providing material improvements but also proving that they have been done and so i think that's the hard part when tiktok is like you know serving you delulu videos it's hard <laughs> to like you know make the case and and for people to really believe it and i wanted to ask you just one last question in this segment you know a coalition of democrats and mainstream Repu republicans overcame the opposition by GOP conservatives, so like the really extreme ones, to approve a bill um, that would basically keep the government uh, open um, through early next year. It's like there's two dates, January 19th and February 2nd or something like that, or the dates um, that bills will start coming due again. So they managed to avoid a shutdown with the new dude, Mike Johnson, who just, again, reminder, he's Speaker of the House and nobody has like and he has uh, nearly no experience doing uh, any leadership in the House at all. But here he is. Um, I don't know. John, did you feel like there was a, a little 
I don't know. Did you feel like maybe there was a little bit of a reset or something in Congress that they managed to kind of get this done? Because of Trump's... It was like a little nice day? Because of Trump's little Johnson? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> he's walking into the exact same problem that Kevin McCarthy had, which is what the GOP has built over the last generation. Kevin McCarthy ultimately was destroyed by his own caucus because he worked with Democrats to keep our government from shutting down. And we're on the verge of our government shutting down unless they can do something. And now you've already seen the Nazi caucus of the extreme right is furious with uh, with Johnson because he did it. I mean, this is what I call the Dave Bratt rule. You remember Eric Cantor used to run the House 10 years ago. And every day, every week, he'd go to the White House and meet with Barack Obama and say no to everything. And um, that was his whole rap. I meet Obama every week and I say no. And then he was primaried by somebody more right wing, more racist, more reactionary, Dave Bratt, in his own district. And Dave Bratt said, can you believe this guy, Eric Cantor, goes and meets with Barack Obama every week? I will never meet with Barack Obama if I'm... And they got rid of their own leader because of this. And this is the problem our Republican brothers and sisters in Congress have now. If you actually compromise, which is what adulthood is about, and work with people you don't agree with to improve the lives of your constituents, you get primaried. If they do their jobs, they lose their jobs. And what Biden is facing now is exactly what Obama faced 10 years ago, a recovery that's very real, but only on paper. And you got to hope you run against someone as unelectably awful as a Mitt Romney because the message isn't getting through. You're right. The CHIPS Act, the PACT Act, uh, uh, decriminalizing weed at the federal level, student loan debt forgiveness. You can buy hearing aids over the counter now. The big three pharma companies are sitting down and negotiating drug prices with Medicare. It's crazy. This guy, Biden, he's like a lesbian Scientologist. He gets so much shit done in a day. I'm amazed by it. But at the end of the Uh day, this is what we've always had. In my lifetime, Democrats only get the White House when Republicans mess things up. And then Democrats come in. Jimmy Carter got in because of Watergate. Bill Clinton got in because trickle down collapsed. We know why Barack Obama got in. We know why Biden got in. And we go through this pattern of the arsonists heckle the fire department for not cleaning up the blaze they started. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, that was uh, incredible. And we will keep our eye out and see what happens because I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen to this guy, uh-huh. but the but so far there's been no calls to oust him. But not yet. Uh, we'll see. Not yet. But let's but again, let's wait until some, Friday. Some people have skeletons in their closet. This guy's closet opens up to a Narnia of skeletons in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Narnia of skeletons. Okay, folks, um, let me know what you think. Um, I I don't know. A lot was said here. All right. No, sorry us, about that. No, I mean there's. I was like, what 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 one thing do I want you to react to. I don't know. I want you to, uh, the listeners to react to everything. It was all so um, incredible. Um, let us move on to topic number three. So on this show, we've talked about Be Real, the social media app um, that prompted you to take a photo a certain time of day. There's another one like that. It's called Dispo, and it had this kind of disposability shtick. Now there's a, an app that is potentially all the craze, um, and it's kind of like, I think it was one or two in the app store. Um, it's called Laps. Laps basically encourages people to take pictures the way they did back in the day. The photos are posted on Laps, and they must be taken in the app, and they can't be altered. So it's sort of like you take a photo, like back in the day. You didn't know what the photo looked like or how good you looked or if your eyes were blinking or not. And there are no visible like counts. 
Instead, friends can just react with emojis, and that's it. So the idea is that it's friends, not followers. Um, and look, some people have expressed annoyance that Instagram used to be this picture-based app and that it was sort of like maybe the more lovely era of Instagram where things were just, um, you know, where it, 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 it did feel different back then. And now it's so many things. There's reels and there's stories and there's, you know, um, text and all this other stuff that make, uh, and, and, and it's also like a mall. You could buy shit. It's like, there's so much more to Instagram. I think my first question is like, what do you think of this expansion of Instagram and does it make you crave an alternative like laps? Yeah. I, I think it, I mean, Instagram has kind of become like this casino where it's just like there's no lights and you're just like stuck there. And I think yeah. a lot of people want to just be like, I, here's the food I ate, like circa 2014. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's a really, I think that's a an aspirational way to live your life. Um, and I, I, I think if I weren't a comedian and I didn't need to be on Instagram for like my career, it would be really nice to just like send people pictures. Uh, and as I was researching this story a little bit, the person at the New York Times who wrote the article uh, sang a cappella with me in college. So that's always a nice reminder that I'm, Ooh, I'm failing. Okay. <laughs> I was like, good for Madison. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? That person doesn't have a, a solo show off Broadway. So that's true. But she has Remember come. that. Fugel, uh, like, what do you think? Does What do you think about like the, the bigification of Instagram and... Where does that leave you? I, I'm just glad we all lived long enough to see the golden age of Instagram nostalgia. Uh, I'm glad we made it to this point. Uh, you know, for me, laps, I mean, it sounds great, but no followers, no like counts, no dopamine squirt in my brain because someone gave me micro attention. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I, I, I'll i check it out, I think, every day after I post on Twitter or X, uh, and then I post on Facebook, and then I copy and paste it to uh, to Instagram and Blue Sky. And then I put it on Mastodon and then Counter Social because they're awesome. And then I put it on Tribal and Threads. And then I check it on my Friendster and MySpace to make sure they're okay. And then after I do Spoutable, then I'll do the posting on Post and then I can get to Laps. So I think I'm ready for this. Uh, as long as I never leave the house or eat again, I should be able to compete with 14-year-olds. Okay, wait. Of the, of the apps that you just listed, which is an incredible list, um, which ones do you actually use? Uh, Flickr. I left out my Flickr account for pictures. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. My family. My family needs this picture of my cat on Flickr now. Which do I use? I mean, on, on the regular? Yeah. Uh, like, I've got... I got three Facebook, four Facebook, I think four Facebooks, and one of them with all the followers has been hacked for two years. I can't use it. Um... <laughs> You know, I'll still use Twitter, and yes, I'll dead name it. I'll call it that. It's it, we, oh, yeah, I, it yeah, identifies yeah, yeah. as Twitter to me. Um, you know, in, in, Instagram I use. I mean, honestly, I think most people use the ones they have followers on. So, like, yeah. Threads has gone up for me because I a lot of my Instagram followers came over to there. But just are on I'm, there, I'm, yeah. I'm with Gabe. If I didn't have to do all this to promote myself and my work all the time, I might. You, would just you know, wouldn't do it. Spend time with people at the supermarket buying groceries from a non-machine. Like there's so much human contact I could have. But I, I, I post on, I try to post on, on post spoutable uh, 
uh, Threads Tribal Counter Social Mastodon Blue Sky. It's I literally don't even know what tribal. I don't even know what tribal is, and that makes me feel embarrassed right now. Andrew, do you know what t- tribal is? Okay, tri- Andrew, who is younger than me, also does not know what tribal is, so I feel okay. What is tribal? Oh. Uh, Tribal's like a, a, a very nice posting place. It's a, a site that's supposed to be, they're promoted very heavily on Instagram, on, on Twitter, and they got a lot of hype because they were taking, a, apparently, apartheid McBratface was threatened by Tribal and they were banned at first. Um, I don't know what makes them different. It's just a nice little site that uh, I have a couple thousand followers on, and it's one of those places that doesn't uh, find itself teeming with right-wing trolls and Russian bots right. and people who okay. can't spe- Look, I, I, I rate all of these sites, Nagin, by how well people can spell the word your. That's really <laughs> it for me. <laughs> okay, can I just... Okay, there's one thing that you mentioned that I want to say. You, you dead-named Twitter, which is yes. everyone still dead-names Twitter. Like, if yes. you can't... First of all, you listen to any radio show any t- you watch any tv show and twitter comes up and they go twitter or whatever they're calling it now or they'll say twitter or i guess x like everyone's still no one has embraced x and nobody no. wants to embrace x and i think that it's okay for twitter leadership to recognize this and go yes. back like I, this is embarrassing because obviously nobody wants to say it like literally the act of saying x makes me feel like an idiot. And so I, I can't, I don't, don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I kind of thought there were enough websites out there with the letter X in the title, but I guess Elon <laughs> has what Elon's into. So uh, yeah, I, I think what they should do is let him, when he finally gets rid of Twitter forever, and again, I'll call it Twitter because I didn't borrow money from the Saudis to destroy the brand. I'll continue to call it <laughs> the thing that made it popular in the first place. You know, I understand the wisdom yeah. of driving away all the influencers that made it a special site in the first place. And I understand the the appeal of taking Saudi and Russian money to destroy the closest thing the world had to a global public square where we could all exchange information. Um, and now it's a place to get really great gay porn, again, from people who can't spell your correctly. But uh, yeah, I don't have to play along. I'm not going to call it X. Um, little apartheid McGrath face can do he wants but i think if they ever succeed in getting the app store and everything to fully change it and fully what's that word transition to x (laughs) then it'll be a great time for threads Um, to adopt the name twitter and uh, just go with that so gabe i okay in the last like few months i feel like i've just noticed this thing with instagram that it's like you know there was that moment where facebook was like normal fine fine normal whatever and then there seemed to be just like everyone was angry and then it sort of sucked you know, sort of and like there was no and there was no time for fall jackets. It was just like we went from <laughs> the, right. It was like everything went from a normal to win, like a cold, miserable winter, like on Facebook. And I feel like I feel like we're witnessing that right now with Instagram. I don't know. Am I crazy? How would have you felt? Yeah, I think I think the pivot to just all video all the time um, has made has made it really exhausting. And I think like for normal people. Like for people who don't have to be on it, it's like kind of vomit inducing. And like I meet more and more like 31 year old, usually the boyfriends of girls I meet at parties who are comedians who are like, yeah, I don't have anything. And I'm like, oh, like you look so young and happy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's like smooth faces. Um, Or you check out their Instagram, there's just like six pictures of trees or a building or something. And you're like, oh, like this person doesn't need this. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, I, th- I think they're digging their own kind of grave and yeah, that's um, what it feels like. Yeah. And it's so, but also Gabe, yeah. I love this as an idea for you to a skincare product at, where you basically just like delete people's social media accounts. <laughs> 
what? That's, that's very... their skincare product. <laughs> you know what's so funny, Nagin? Somebody from Instagram just sent me face cream. <laughs> They're like, you should post about this. <laughs> so I'm getting younger, but it's through the app. <laughs> Oh God! Um, yeah, Fugel, say you. Do you feel like we're in the death throes, or am I calling it too soon? Death throes of what? Of Instagram? Yeah. No, no, it'll because it'll also keep on Meta's going. getting sued by the government. Yeah, but you know what? Every now and then, I mean, look, they're all trying to become TikTok. They're all desperately trying to be clones of clones of clones. But there's going to be days when people aren't in the mood for. Chinese malware, and then they can fall back on their old Instagram account. This stuff is it's going right. to rise and fall. It'll still be there. I mean, the fastest growing demographic on um, Facebook is still seniors. And, you know, I, I think that uh, old folks will be like a couple years behind. But but I mean, Instagram seems to be here. They've 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 put something together with threads. I mean, and then there'll be the next thing that pops up uh, because it's all just based on buzz and, and hype. And again, it's got to be it's got to be um, a luxury, uh, something shiny and new before it becomes something commonplace, before it becomes something passe, and before it becomes nostalgic and they try to market it to us all over again. All right, folks, how quickly are you downloading laps or not at all? Let me know what you think. I'm so curious uh, to hear if anyone's on there. If sh- should I be on there? I I just took a quick look, but I don't know. I'm not interested. It's great if you want to know what it was like. I tempted. If you want to know what it was like to live in the 20th century and take a photo, but have to wait a while to see it, that's the time <laughs> machine that laps gives that's you. That's the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like the it's like the marshmallow experiment, right? Like maybe maybe we should all be constantly doing it and like you know waiting waiting to 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 get our uh, our dopamine hit. Okay, um, all right, that is the end of the show. My God, I love having the two of you on, and I know Fake the Nation listeners um, loved you too, and I want them to be able to find you and all the wonderful things that they do. John Fugel saying, where do they do that? Uh, well, thank you so much. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Blue Sky, Mastodon, Counter Social, Tribal Threads, Friends for MySpace, Spoutable, <laughs> Flickr, and Post, uh, or SiriusXM five nights a week on Channel One Twenty Seven, or the John Fugel saying podcast, uh, free wherever you get your podcast. Uh, folks, you, I mean, look, this is like, you know, again, uh, Fugelsang was either my first episode guest or my second episode. I can't, I can't quite remember, but it was literally the first or second. He, I've known him for so, so many years. So you know what a big fan I am. He was also the first ever live show panelist that we oh. had. I think it was John and it was John Fugelsang and John Hodgman. John Hodgman, that's and right. The, the Johns and uh, so, anyways, um, I I love him to pieces, and I know you Thank guys you. do too. So definitely, you. um, you know, subscribe immediately to that podcast and listen to Sirius XM for his show every night. Gabe, where do they find you? Uh, at Gabe Malika on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and my show is running in New York uh, until November eighteenth, but then also Chicago December twentieth to the twenty third, and then for a week in a theater in Boston uh, in April, Marathon Week. Oh my God! And folks like i'm i'm telling you i'm around comedians a lot this is a show that comedians talk about behind gabe's back (laughs) in glowing terms okay like see this show um and uh i have a chance to see it um here in new york city and i'm gonna uh, hopefully if parenting and stand-up comedy allow be able to see it (laughs) so come see it with me because gabe is awesome uh and and you're gonna have a great time and folks you know where to find me and all the things that i do and i just want to remind listeners that oh you guys 
the golden bachelor man i'm telling you the golden batch <laughs> he's getting he's getting that golden snatch is what i'm going to tell you and it is getting very juicy on this show we are recapping all of it um we have a recap episode coming out on friday on this very feed um i personally like find it hysterical the number of just like adults who have never been a part of bachelor nation as i have never watch this entire season and um so i i feel i'm i'm grateful to all of you for coming along on the ride because it is so fun and ridiculous um so uh watch the golden bachelor listen to the recaps um they're coming out and then you also know where to find me on all the things that i do um i'm gonna be in um doing the chicago show on just uh for wait wait don't tell me on december 7th so come see that and i'm also gonna be doing carnegie hall on december 15th with wait wait don't tell me so um december 7th in chicago december 15th at carnegie hall um i would love to see you out there um get your ticks and otherwise i would like to thank our wonderful producer andrew mcguire who learns about things like laps um so that i can benefit from the knowledge and uh he's just um just our wonderful um asset uh, a treasure here at fake the nation um, thanks to everyone at HeadGum for making this show a possibility. Uh, thanks to Gabby Alter for writing our theme music. You can reach us at FakeTheNationPodcast at gmail.com with any ideas you might have. You can go to Patreon.com slash Farsad to support the show. Um, and uh, we will be back in your earballs on Friday. That was a HeadGum Podcast.